0: There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. All so you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, February
1: 2nd. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litterst, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're gonna be breaking down oil and gas's record year. Last year, President Biden slammed ExxonMobil for making more money than God. And in a bit, we'll break down just how much money that actually was and what it means. But first, we've got a lot to discuss. Let's take a look at what else is going on in the world of business and tech today. Let's get crack-lacking. right, first things first. So Meta reported earnings after the bell last evening, and... Shares got a whole lot of likes in after hours trading. Uh, The company reported results that beat analyst expectations. They announced a $40 billion stock buyback. Just some quick stats, I think you'll like. Revenue for the quarter was around $32.2 billion, and for the year was around $116.6 billion. Those were decreases of 4% and 1% respectively, but like I said, beat analyst expectations. And The company's family of apps now has 2.96 billion daily active users, up 5% year over year, 3.74 billion monthly active users, up 4%. And Facebook recently had 2 billion daily active users, up 4%.
2: Absolutely crazy. I know we've talked about it before, but I think a lot of the like optics around Facebook are so negative. But when you break down like what their actual products are and how big. Their user bases are like when you think about something like WhatsApp, like right. the more Facebook's products push towards utilities rather than just social media feeds, I think the more positive their optics are going to be. But yeah, yeah, that scale is just absolutely
1: insane. Absolutely insane.
2: I've got a good one for you, JC. So, D2C cereal company, Magic Spoon is. Going from D to C to in the aisle, they're expanding to almost 7,000 retailers across the US, including Target, Walmart, Kroger, and Albertsons. If you're unfamiliar with Magic Spoon, it was founded basically on this premise of disrupting a stale but massive category of breakfast cereal, right? Mm -hmm. So most cereals, as you know, are high in sugar, high in carbs. Magic Spoon is not high in either. It's sugar, gluten, and grain-free, and each serving has 12 to 14 grams of protein. So it's really kind of targeting that keto crowd. I think one of their biggest accomplishments, the company has over a million customers that are paying $9 (laughs) per box of cereal. That's That's just-
1: insane. Nuts. Yeah.
2: And the stores are going to be stocked with Magic Spoon's core flavors, which are fruity, frosted, cinnamon, and cocoa. And I was pleasantly surprised to see Magic Spoon at my local Shaw's last week and almost bought a box, but I'm kind of not really doing cereal right now. JC, huh. have you tried Magic Spoon? I feel like you have. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm one of those people who's paid nine dollars for a box of cereal. Love it. Uh, What'd you think? It was rock solid, tasted exactly like I thought Fruit Loops or whatever the flavor was, except I will say I do like some shape variety in my Mm. cereals, and they just go with like a classic Fruit Loop Cheerios circle. I like some more shape variety. Disrupt your
2: shapes next. Exactly. Magic
1: Spoon. Well, speaking about disrupting, we have some interesting roundup of news in the AI space as as we seem to be increasingly doing these days. Semaphore reported that Microsoft within the coming weeks could integrate GPT-4 into its Bing search engine. It says and that a mobile chat GPT app is also in the works. Also, yesterday, OpenAI released a $20 a month version, a premium version of ChatGPT. And CNBC reported that Google, meanwhile, is testing its own ChatGPT chatbot competitor internally called Apprentice Bard. One key difference is that Google's chatbot apparently can include recent events, which ChatGPT cannot currently do and makes it a lot more useful in some ways. That's super interesting. I think first two comments on
2: the Google competitor. So first of all, I think it's just funny that like I've heard from multiple outlets, like Google has this crazy competitor that's way better than ChatGPT. They're just waiting to release it. So I'm super excited to see how good it actually is. But second of all, Apprentice Bard, that's what we're calling this thing internally. Like, need to have a better name. I, I don't even care if it's just like a code name internally. I know. It's gotta be better than that. There's yeah, there's a
1: lot of creative people at these companies.
2: All right. Jumping into the world of streaming, NBC Universal has axed Peacock's free membership tier. They're now requiring customers to subscribe for $5 a month with ads or $10 a month without. Elsewhere in streaming, there's a lot going on here. We got a little bit more detail on Netflix's password sharing restrictions. TLDR, they're ultimately looking to limit account sharing to a single location. And it sounds like they're intending to use the Wi-Fi network to help enforce this. So Mm. basically, you have to plug in the Wi-Fi network at your home address. And if it doesn't correlate with other users, then you're going to lose access, uh, which is pretty smart. But uh, we'll see how smart. that impacts the business.
1: Yeah, it's smart but annoying. You know, they said the uh, the last shareholder letter: more than a hundred million households are sharing uh, devices outside of the household. So there will be an impact. What it is, will <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> time will tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: definitely one of them, and. I share my mom, so I mooch off my mom's Netflix account, so I'm definitely going to lose access. (laughs) And I don't know if I'm going to subscribe. If I'm being honest, Mm. there's just not a lot on Netflix that is pulling me in these days. I'm a Stranger Things guy. I thought Glass Onion was okay. Um, I don't know. I I guess this next announcement, maybe this whole kind of convert me, but they also announced that spatial audio is now available on more than 700 of Netflix most watched titles, including Stranger Things, Glass Onion and Wednesday. And the information also reported that new signups for Netflix ad supported tier doubled between January and December. So off to a pretty good start there.
1: Off to a good start there and spatial audio is pretty cool. In other news, the Federal Reserve raised rates by 25 basis points, or 0.25 percentage points, as was widely expected. And the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said the disinflationary process has started. Uh, he also said not to expect a rate cut this year, but acknowledged that things could change if the Fed sees inflation coming down faster than expected. Also, J.P. Morgan bought a forest what yes the bank's asset management arm bought 250,000 acres of pine belt woodlands for more than 500 million dollars which it'll manage for wood and carbon capture apparently this is a really big space we should really be looking into this more for a good story and uh lastly we have some good beef between the grocery delivery giants walmart tweeted that amazon fresh delivery which now only offers free delivery for orders of more than $150, is, as they said, looking pretty stale. And Walmart's free delivery, by the way, starts at $35. So wow, love some good beef between the delivery giants. It's,
2: it's interesting. I'm excited to see how this beef evolves. All right, oil and gas saw record profits in 2022. And last year, President Biden slammed ExxonMobil for Making more money than God, quote unquote. What is happening there?
1: Yes, so uh, they had quite the year, and that moment that you just described, when Biden slammed them for making more money than God, that that really underlined a sharp, sharp turnaround from 2020, when the pandemic, if you remember, completely slashed oil prices and ground energy companies to a near halt. No one was going anywhere. It was really dark times for for the industry. That year, Exxon posted a $22 billion loss, its first in decades. Last year, though, as demand rapidly skyrocketed, the world, you know, started moving again. While global supply, especially with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, remained tight, the industry really, really boomed. ExxonMobil generated $56 billion in profit. That's a record for them and in the United States, and it actually equates to $6.3 million every hour. And now here comes the scrutiny, right? The record profits have really just sparked renewed pressure on the industry, which has plowed ahead with tens of billions of dollars of dividends and stock buybacks as you and I dealing with expensive gas prices last year.
2: Oh yeah, there's there's no shortage of scrutiny for the oil and gas industry, or ExxonMobil.
1: Right. There's a ton of scrutiny, and it's just going to increase. So on Tuesday, the White House actually called out the oil companies for this. President Biden has previously threatened higher taxes on energy companies that don't reinvest profits like this into increasing the supply, which could bring down prices. But that in and of itself is a little confusing because they also want to reduce drilling and things like that. But interestingly, Europe has imposed a 33 percent tax, a windfall tax on surplus profits at energy firms to pass that back to consumers, though Exxon actually sued to block that tax, which it says cost them $1.8 billion in 2022. Now, one question I was kind of interested in exploring yesterday was, what about renewables? Where do they play into all this? And uh, it's actually kind of unclear. Some oil giants are reportedly scaling back renewable energy plans as they look to maintain this really high-performing legacy oil and gas business. And that's not what shareholders want to see and want to see them doing. But that doesn't mean that the companies aren't transitioning away from gas at all in the long term. I also, interestingly, this week saw a stat that I think you'll like. Kathy Wood's asset management firm, ARK Invest, released their popular Big Ideas report for 2023. And in it, they forecast that by 2030, with the rise of electric vehicles, oil demand for cars could dip 30%. Wow. So we'll see how this all plays out. Right, bada bing bada boom that's gonna do it for us today thanks for tuning in to the hustle daily show we're a proud part of the hubspot podcast network our editor today is ezra truppiano our executive producers darren clark we've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter which you can sign up for at the hustle.co slash email hope you have a terrific thursday catch
0: you tomorrow.